Hey everybody, we're back for another episode of the Journey Up and Entrepreneur's Guide. I am your host, Bryce. This is my co-host, Brylin. Uh, we are uh, co-brokers of Anabasis Realty here in Jacksonville, uh, and uh, we are having another uh, fantastic guest on today, uh, one of our great friends and uh, Longtime uh, real estate venture guy, uh, Gonzalo Corzo. G, G Money. Ooh. What's up, man? What's up, man? Dude, no one's called me G Money since like sixth grade. <laughs> Hell yeah. That was my nickname. Was it really? In middle school. Yeah. How did that? You it's just... also our Wi Fi password, isn't is it? Is it? No, oh. no, it's. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Yes, I don't yes, know if we yes. should say that on air. Should we bump ah, that out? <laughs> no, who cares? I mean, anybody, I would love for people to come to the office. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. right? Ooh. Well, thanks for coming on the show today, brother. Super pumped to have you on. Yeah, man. Um, thanks for having and, me. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, we've been in contact with each other for a long time. We've, yep. you know, done some done some deals, done some business. Our office yep. is right next to each other. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, I've been uh, keep, keeping in contact with you guys for a long time. It seems like, obviously, you know, your business has changed a lot over the years. You know, you, Absolutely. you know, obviously have to go down different paths. And, uh, I think it's been really, really interesting to watch, but I really wanted to kind of take it back to the beginning, you know what yeah. I mean? Because I think it's really interesting that, uh, you never went to college, right? You, you Correct. went right into well, I didn't real finish estate. College. You didn't finish. Yeah. Nothing okay. wrong with that. No, nothing yeah, wrong with yeah. that at all. But, um, you know, obviously, <clears throat> you know, uh, our, our viewers are interested in, in your journey in entrepreneurship and whether that started in real estate or not, yep. uh, you know, maybe it transitioned from something else. Um, you know, Let's start at the beginning. Where are you from? What was your childhood? Uh. Yeah, childhood. So I was actually born in Lima, Peru. Okay. I was born in Peru. I didn't know that. Yeah. And um, I moved to the U.S. when I was four. Okay. So my family migrated here in 1999. Okay. And I turned four a couple months after we got here. Okay. And I lived in Miami until I was about nine. Okay. So that was the first stop was Miami. Yep. And then from there, my dad in Miami got into the... Uh, restaurant industry. Okay. So my grandpa in Peru had restaurants, my dad's dad, mm-hmm. and my dad, his intent wasn't really to get into the restaurant yeah. game when he came here, but... It's a tough game. Yeah, and it just kind of naturally happened. Mm-hmm. And um, in Miami, he partnered up with some people and started a restaurant. And then um, when I turned nine, eight or nine, we moved to Sarasota, Florida. Okay. And my dad opened up the first Peruvian restaurant in Sarasota. Wow. And, um, yeah, we moved when I was nine, and that's pretty much where I went to elementary school, middle uh-huh. school, and high school, Sarasota, Sarasota. Bradenton area. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a nice area. <clears throat> yeah. We actually went there. A lot you, of good would you go to Manatee? No, I went to Southeast. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. I know yeah. that area. Yeah. We had some friends in high school that went to Manatee. Uh, oh, no so, way. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. awesome. So we, we made some trips down there. Yeah. <laughs> no, so I did IB um, in high school. Uh-huh. And so Southeast was the only high school mm-hmm. that had that in Bradenton. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did the IB program and um, I did dual enrollment out of high school. So yeah. I was doing college. Those were a couple of the college years that I had was uh-huh. I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> I went to, um, I did one year of community college av- after high school. I was in that, uh, finishing my second, uh, sem- my final semester in college. Mm-hmm. Um, I was getting a, an AA degree mm-hmm. in, uh, I was going to pursue criminal justice. Okay. I wanted to get into criminology and go into that space. So that was your first real <clears throat> like career field choice that you wanted Correct. to do. Where did yep. that come from? 
Um, I don't know. I think I was always like obsessed with like FBI cop movies and just yeah. like being murder like, mysteries. Yeah, yeah, like that stuff. And um, you still watching that stuff? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, my uncle's a cop mm-hmm. also, so I think there was some influence there. And uh, I did a ride along with a cop okay. twice. That's actually cool. Yeah, no, it's awesome. And um, you can just go anywhere and just be like, hey, I want to go right along. And yeah. you like have to do it. Yeah, it's Do you awesome. like apply for it? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. You have uh-huh. to like fill out all this stuff. And it was awesome. I was 16 when I did it. Uh-huh. And then my older brother, <clears throat> shout out to my older brother, Diego Corzo. He's the guy who basically got my whole family into real estate. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so he was, you know, he did the whole, he went to FSU. That's uh-huh. how I know a little bit about, you know, the bars yeah. and the clubs uh-huh. out there. Uh, but he went to FSU. He's, he's five years. Yep. Yeah. Knowles, he's five years older than me, so he did that whole career thing. He mm-hmm. um, went to GM, work at General Motors in Austin, Texas. Okay, and then was that real estate no. related? Okay. No, no, no. So he was an IT software okay. guy, and he got basically recruited in mm-hmm. college. He was like top student. I don't know what that's called, like the semi cum laude thing, whatever. You Summa know what I'm talking cum about? Laude or yeah, whatever. whatever. Yeah. yeah. So he was like that guy, right? Mm-hmm. Graduated like top of his class, got recruited had a job before he even graduated college mm-hmm. basically. And they flew him out there. And then a year and a half after that, he tells the whole family, he's like the dream, you know, poster yeah, the child, 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 right. Yeah. And uh, especially as an immigrant, right. You come right. here as a family of immigrants. Like yeah. the goal is your kids get a great career. They mm-hmm. get a great college degree. They get a great career. And that's mm-hmm. what they do. Right? Yeah. Year and a half into it. He's like, yeah, I think I'm going to quit GM mm-hmm. and I'm getting my real estate license. Mm-hmm. I read this book called Rich Dad Poor Dad, and I'm gonna get into all that. Yeah, and I was still in high, like finishing up high school while I was. Did he just not like his job, or well, it? no, I think it was just he got the real estate bug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he got the real estate bug, and then he um, <clears throat> he got his real estate license because he wanted to start investing. Yeah, and so as he uh, got his real estate license, he was you know everybody working at GM, his colleagues were at that point where they were like. You know, they just got a great job. They just mm-hmm. moved to Austin, Texas, and now they're ready to buy a house. Yeah. Right. So he started helping all of his work buddies mm-hmm. buy a house. And he's like, yeah, I'm making way more money. Yeah. Way <laughs> helping more. them find houses. And mm-hmm. it's way funner. Yeah. You know, wait, what was um like your family's reaction ever he mentioned to him? I know, like you said earlier, kind of like the dream is to come here, get education, yeah. get a job. Was <laughs> your family kind of like, like, what the I heck? Think, or So Diego was always like. Everybody just kind of trusted him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he's actually the one that al- allowed me to drop out of college. Like uh-huh. right. When I told my parents I wanted to drop out of college to do this real estate thing, because uh-huh. he took me to an event, I got the bug. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, this makes sense. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my parents just like asked my brother, like, yo, what do we do? Like, yeah. should he drop out or not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, my brother's like, dude, like, I'm doing this real estate thing. And yeah. my brother would crush it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so give them, give them a shot, you know? Mm-hmm. So I convinced yeah. my parents, give me six months. I'm going to stop classes. Uh-huh. I can pick them back up. Yeah, you know you what I mean? To. Let yeah. me just take this semester off and let me figure out this real estate stuff. Yeah. And so I went, so my brother was taking me to events. So mm-hmm. luckily my brother like paved the way for me and, um, he's a realtor. So he took more of the, the realtor approach. He's with mm-hmm. Keller Williams and yeah. he took the team approach and all that. I went the wholesaling route. Yeah. Part of it was because I just didn't want to follow in my brother's footsteps. Yeah. Right. And I went to this like real estate event and they, and, um, as soon as I got back from that real estate event, Mm 
um, from the airport ride back home. Mm-hmm. It was my first ever event. Yeah. Right. Up to this point, I had no, no knew nothing about real estate, self-employment, working for yourself, being your own boss, nothing. I was just like, you go to college, you whatever. Yeah. But my brother's paying for me to go to this trip. Mm-hmm. So screw it. I'm going to go. Like me and my brother are super close. Mm-hmm. And um, I was 18 at that, at that event. And on the plane ride back, I was like, dude, I need to learn personal development. Like yeah. mm-hmm. I wasn't committed to dropping out just yet. Yeah. But I knew that I wasn't going to learn everything from just college. I also mm-hmm. had to learn on the side. Yeah, of course. And then like after a week of learning on the side, I knew more about like money and wealth and everything than my parents and my family than anybody. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was like, dude, this is just a week. I read like three books and yeah. like I'm teaching my dad stuff. Yeah. Um, so I was like, all right, if this is what I've learned in a week, I'm going all in. Like I'm dropping out of college and mm-hmm. I'm getting an internship. Mm-hmm. And so I went and worked for a real estate investor. Shout out to Pete Cook out in uh, St. Augustine. Okay. He's in yep. St. Augustine. Okay. So um, he took me in, un- mm-hmm. you know, un- under his wing and I worked for free for like a year and a half. Yeah. He owned a duplex uh-huh. in Villano. Uh-huh. I lived in one side. He lived in the other. Oh, that's a And I just location. worked <laughs> for him for free. He gave yeah. me a place to crash and I did whatever he needed, uh-huh. you know? And that's Is that how where I, you got introduced to wholesaling? That's where I got, uh, well, no. So I got introduced to wholesaling. So take it back. I, I land from the plane from this event. Uh-huh. I learned that I needed to start learning about real estate. Uh-huh. And on the plane ride or on the car ride back to my house, there's a radio ad, Than Merrill, Fortune Builders. And it was yep. like, I'm coming to Sarasota next weekend. I'm looking for some people to help me find real estate in Sarasota. And yeah. I was like, dude, this is meant to be. Like, I just yeah. went to this uh, event. Yeah. And, like, now on the, as soon as I turn on the radio, there's this thing. So I immediately call as I'm on the, you know, driving back. I call mm. and I'm like, hey, I need two free tickets to, like, this one-hour thing. Yeah. So I go to that thing. And that's where um, <clears throat> they start talking about wholesaling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they start talking about um or they have a free two or not a free, but it's a two day wholesale like training crash, crash, crash course, course and it's five hundred bucks. Okay. And um You throw five hundred bucks out? Absolutely. <laughs> Hell yeah. Dude. Well luckily like my parents were always self employed and they had restaurants. So uh-huh. I grew up in the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. So I always had work. Yeah. And it wasn't like a choice. It was just like, you have to work. Yeah. But my dad would pay me. You right? can make so 500 bucks in the restaurant industry in like a day or two. Like waiting, Absolutely. Waiting yeah. I was, dude, like I was that. by the 18, I was making like 500 bucks a week. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Cause I'm just busting tables, waiting tables yeah. all weekend. Mm-hmm. I was just grinding all mm-hmm. through high school. So that yeah. gives me and my brother our like, our Your natural, work ethic like too. our work ethic, mm-hmm. our communications, like just being a waiter yeah. from the time you're 12 is like just changes the game. Yeah. Right. Like that's how I grew up was being a waiter at like 11, 12 yeah, years dude, I was in the restaurant industry, not to yeah. cut you off, but yeah. from the time I was could get a job up until I was like 21. Yeah. I get it. My, Absolutely. My and it just changes you. Was um, when I was 14, I um, got a job at a bait and tackle shop bagging dead shrimp at six nice. in the morning and getting yes. stuff out of the live well for people going out on the boats. And I mean, yeah. and um, that was like, for me, I mean, at 14 years old, waking up at 4:45 in the morning to go right. to work. It's like, <clears throat> it, 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 <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it, it instills that work. Absolutely. Really. Absolutely. Early. And I think most people that, um, are entrepreneurs like us have that, that grind early on in their life that they yeah. take in, you know, to the later parts of life with them. Yep. 
Yep. No, I agree. So I, um, I go to that fortune builders thing. They pitch their $50,000 product. Uh-huh. I don't have $50,000, but <laughs> what was I the just, product? I, it was like a mentorship oh, okay, thing. Okay. And yeah. Um, but I learned, that's where I really learned wholesaling, uh-huh. the breakdown of it. The breakdown. And my older brother and my dad were starting to buy rentals. Okay. And so I was like, dude, I don't have to go to school to get licensed because mm-hmm. I just left school. Right. Mm-hmm. And if I want to get licensed, I have to go back to school. Yeah. And I can just flip a piece of paper. Yeah. And I can sell my dad and my brother an investment property and I can make 10 grand off of them. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That was like my mindset. My yeah. mindset was like, dude, if I could make money just flipping houses Contracts. to my dad yeah. and my brother, uh-huh. why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that was like the bug that I got. Uh-huh. And this was December of 2014. Uh-huh. Three days later, after this training, I go to another like uh, mastermind mm. networking event that my that I, I'm now a member of. Uh-huh. Back then, I didn't qualify to be a member. I was just volunteering, yeah, working the event. So I go to this like mini mansion in Orlando. There's like 25 just multimillionaire studs hanging out. And I'm the crew. I'm working. I'm like washing dishes doing whatever <laughs> just to be around. Just to be around. Just to hear. Right? Yeah. 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 And there I met Pete. Okay. And and I was connecting with everyone. Yeah. So my goal was to go and shadow as many of these guys as I could. So I yeah. build a relationship there at the event, mm-hmm. work mm-hmm. it for free. I'm there on my own dime. Mm-hmm. And um, from there, I went and shadowed like five or six Super successful dudes here wow. in Florida. Yeah. Wait, how old were awesome. you? This was 2014? I was 18. 18, okay. yeah. <clears throat> so and, were, were um, you kind of like juggling them, or was it different stints that you went and went with each of those five or six guys? Um, no, it was it was just a bunch of dudes were in a house, uh-huh. and they were all like talking business, masterminding. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm doing that helps my okay, business. Gotcha. And then from that weekend event, I made connections and then okay. I would just ask them, Hey, I'm thinking about getting into real estate, thinking yeah. about getting into business. I don't know what mm-hmm. to do. I'm thinking mm-hmm. about dropping out of college. Um, can I go shadow you? Mm-hmm. And so I went and shadowed a bunch of real estate agents, a bunch of title companies. And then, and Pete, he's really more of a broker at the time. He was more, he had a, a brokerage yeah. and he had a <laughs> real estate team. Mm-hmm. And then what intrigued me about Pete is that he had bought one of the wholesale programs mm-hmm. And never did anything with it. Mm, and I was like, dude, like from that, not from that Orlando oh, one, oh, but oh, another guy, okay. Sean Terry, okay. uh, flip to freedom. He's one of like the wholesale OGs. Yeah. Cause I've been learning this shit since 2014. So like back yeah. then, like there was, that was, it was totally stages. different game. Yeah. yeah it was totally stages. different than oh. it is now. Right. And so there was only a couple people, right. Kent Clothier, mm. Sean Terry. Uh-huh. Um, and that was pretty much it. And then there was like fortune builders and rich dad, poor dad talking yeah. about wholesaling. Uh-huh. Right. And so, Sean Terry had a program. Pete bought that program, never really did anything with it. Uh-huh. I was like, dude, I'll work it. Uh-huh. I'll work for you for free. Uh-huh. I'll drop out of college to go do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, and it's funny because Pete, out of everybody, the guy that I ended up working for, he was the only one that told me not to drop out of college. Really? Yeah. He was, he was like, dude, college... <clears throat> I made all my connections in college. I, I college was like where I lived, you know, but he played football in college yeah, and all this. Uh-huh. So it's like, he had like college to him was like this crazy experience. And he was uh-huh. like, dude, I don't know if I would trade that ever. You yeah. know, um, everybody else was like, yeah, like you don't have to go. If you want to go, go, but you don't have to, if, if this is the path that you're going to go. I mm-hmm. would definitely say it's more for experience and relationships than right. it is for actual right. education. Correct. Yeah, Correct. For sure. And so, yeah, man, so I, w- I go to work for Pete, and then 
about like three months into working for Pete, his mentor hits him up mm-hmm. in a wholesaling fashion. And he's like, yo, <clears throat> they're based out of Georgia. And he's like, yo, we're going to start marketing in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh-huh. And we need somebody around there. I know you're in St. Augustine. Can uh-huh. you help us do Jacksonville, Jacksonville wholesale? Yeah. And he was like, Dude, I got this kid. And mm. also, by the <laughs> way, I convinced a buddy of mine mm-hmm. that I was going to college with to drop out with me and do this with me. Oh my gosh. So me and my buddy are working for Pete for yeah. free, living in this duplex. We're just doing whatever he tells us to do, right? Go Which put was a probably band in a, a really nice place. Though. Oh, it was awesome, <laughs> yeah. dude. I yeah. mean, we were like walking distance from the water. Yeah. Um, it was You were beautiful. 18? I was 18, yeah. 19, yeah. Like I turned nine at this point. So December, I went, December is my birthday. So that, uh-huh. so I, that's where I turned 19 was when I first met Pete mm-hmm. okay. um, was at that event. And, um, so his mentor hits him up and he's like, yo, we're breaking into Jacksonville. We need somebody. Mm-hmm. And Pete's like, yo, I got these two 19 year old kids yeah. that are They're dying hungry. to get into this wholesale game. <laughs> yeah. And so we just kind of like bridged that gap. And then we started doing Jacksonville wholesale. Mm-hmm. So I was a disp. So my first job mm-hmm. was dispositions for a wholesale company. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So I was finding buyers and trying to sell their their mm-hmm. deals. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then what that turned into was me learning as dispo. You get the buyer feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and and as a wholesaler, like your dispo controls your wholesale company. Yeah. In, in all reality, uh-huh. right? And and like if if you can sell deals at eighty percent of ARV, then that changes the way you can lock up deals. Stuff, yeah. You can only sell deals at sixty percent. Or if you only have buyers in this market, then you can't do deals in this market, right? Yeah, or whatever, right? right? Uh-huh. So your dispo controls your acquisitions. For sure. And so it turned into me helping them now do um, like underwriting for mm. their acquisitions, right? Because okay. I was like, hey, it's my job to sell these. Like I'm selling, you know, five out of 10 because yeah. they're just learning the Jacksonville market right. also, right? Um, and you guys know like Jacksonville market, like you kind of got to know like, Okay. It's very pocket-y. This is a JDBB house. We yeah. can't use that. Uh-huh. This is, you know, this pocket is totally different than this pocket. So right. we can't really use those comps. But if you don't know, you're like, dude, this house is worth 200, yeah. you know? Mm. So let's lock it up for 100. And it's yeah. like, yeah, nothing in that neighborhood is. Yeah. Long yep. story short, it turned into me doing comps. Uh-huh. And then it turned into me doing field work because I always wanted to, I needed to make more money mm-hmm. where I was getting paid commission uh, for selling the houses. And yeah. then they were paying this guy to go take pictures. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. dude. I'll go take the pictures. I'm yeah. out in the field anyway. Yeah. So I was getting paid like 50 bucks to go do inspections and sell houses. Yeah. Nice. And um, what was that like acquisition process looking like for you back then, like in the early stages? Because obviously the game has changed so much. Like over Dude, the back then it was just, just knocking doors. No, back then, it was or? all direct mail. Really? Okay. Yeah, it was all direct mail. Um, direct mail. And then we were using. Um, crap, what's the name? It was a program, uh, Pat Live. Okay. So I'm Pat Live would, yeah. So Pat Live was like one of the first. Mm-hmm. It's like an answering service. Okay. So you would you would put a specific phone number on your mailers, uh-huh. and Pat Live would answer the calls mm-hmm. and then submit the leads to you. Okay. Basically, mm-hmm. gotcha. But that was like more like I didn't really play a role in that in mm-hmm. the beginning. I really didn't do any acquisitions un- until I started my own company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I was just mainly dispositions, but I had a lot of deal knowledge, uh-huh, right? right? Dispo, in my opinion, I wouldn't do it any other way. 
Yeah. Dispo first. You got to learn the sales You learn side. the buyers. Mm-hmm. You learn how to think like an investor. Mm-hmm. You think you know how to think like an investor until you start pitching deals. Yeah, right? exactly. You know? Then you're pitching deals. You're like, yeah, dude, you can't use this. You yeah. can't do that. Mm-hmm. City's going to say no to that, whatever, right? Yeah, and you're exactly. like, oh, okay. And then um, 2017, so I basically outgrew that where mm-hmm. I was at, where I was working. Basically, I grew out, outgrew that and wanted to start my own thing. Uh-huh. Um, how long were you there for? I was there, so started working with them in twenty fifth end of twenty fifteen, beginning of twenty sixteen, um, and then I I started Cash Geeks in twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen, yeah. Okay, so I was there about almost two years. Okay, and um, I was super involved with the local community. Mm. They didn't really have a buyers list that they gave me. It was just yeah. like here's deals, go find buyers. So like all these buyers were mine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the buyers had no idea who they were. It was just like I know G G sells. Deals, right? yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, and I always took it very serious. Like I, I never wanted to be like early on. Like I read E Myth, right, by Michael Gerber, mm-hmm. and I always had just big dreams and aspirations, and I wanted to to not just be like a side hustle, right? Yeah. right? I wanted it to be like I just envisioned one day I'm going to have employees and a team and do multiple deals and blah 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 blah, right? Um, and so early on, I became a, a corporate sponsor of the Jacks Ria. Right, mm-hmm. this was like 2015. I became a corporate sponsor of the Jack Spree and I started getting super involved and I started helping all the events. And I got on the board in 2015. Mm-hmm. In 2016, I was also on the board. Then 2017, I became vice president of the RIA. And I, it was just because I wanted to be involved. Mm-hmm. Like real estate was my life, right? So, yeah. my all my family, friends, and everything was in Sarasota. Mm-hmm. So, I was up in St. Augustine, Jacksonville now. So, I know nobody. Yeah. So, all I do all day, every day is like during the day, I'm making calls, trying to sell deals at mm. night. I'm going to networking events, mm-hmm. yeah, right? Exactly. I'm grinding. You're grinding. Um, and so that's kind of how I made a name for myself locally was just being mm. everywhere. Uh-huh. Uh, like, like I said, like, dude, I got started before Facebook groups were a thing. Yeah. Exactly. There was no Facebook groups. Yeah, and uh-huh. you were young. You're like yeah. 20, 20. Correct. Yeah. 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 And most 20 year olds aren't doing that. And so the only way to really build something was like, networking right yeah. there was no podcast there was no facebook groups there was no mm. any of that yeah um social media was like just picking up as far as like real estate influencers you yeah know what i mean and so um started so basically when i was working for that wholesale company i made a connection with pete pete mm-hmm. connected me with this mini fund out of the netherlands Interesting. And, they were, and they were looking for like turnkey products yeah mm-hmm. and as a wholesaler you don't Get always find turnkey yeah, products, yeah, right? Yeah, get a lot of that. And my my uh, wife, um, so she was my girlfriend at the time. Uh-huh. She was licensed. I made her get her license. I also convinced her to drop out of college and get your real estate <laughs> license, and I'll take care <laughs> of you forever, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so um, <clears throat> I have her looking on the MLS for more turnkey stuff. Yeah. And she finds a nice turnkey rental, fully renovated. Dude, this was 20... Uh, beginning of end of 2016, beginning of 2017, before I started Cash Geeks. Mm-hmm. And we go and look at a property and it's Dom. So oh, yeah. Dom, yeah, yeah. Okay. Dom was selling the uh, shout out to Dom Felix also. Um, Dom was selling his rentals. Okay. He was selling his portfolio. And so we bought, I like flipped that house to this fund. Mm-hmm. 
And then he was like, yo, I got some other ones if you're interested also. And I was like, dude, we're looking to buy more. Like they made me like the registered agent on the LLC. And I just had like buying power for a million bucks. Mm. Okay. And in 2016 in Jacksonville, a million dollars was a lot. Yeah. Lot, you right? could buy a yes. good bit of stuff. Ooh. And so, dude, we were buying turnkey houses for 40, 50 grand. No dude, way. I swear. That's swear, crazy. bro. And so I ended up like buying like five houses off of Dom and flipping them to this fund uh-huh. over the course of like six months. And through that was where me and Dom like hit it off, hit yeah. it off, mm-hmm. really became boys. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of explaining what I was doing. Um, he was more of like landlord investor type, never really messed with wholesaling, didn't yeah. really know what that was. Tried to buy a house from a wholesaler once, still didn't know what it really was. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, and so we just kind of joined forces. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like about to break off on my own. And, you know, I'm 20, 21. So, like, I'm still yeah. scared to break off. Like, I want to break off that's on my scary own. Yeah, but I don't is. know if I'm going to be able to. Steady mm-hmm. income, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. And so it was just perfect timing. Me and Dom hit it off. And Dom was like, dude, I'm about, because he was in the um, preservation business, mm-hmm. uh, property preservation. So with banks, when they, you know, foreclose on a house, they hire property preservation companies and they go mm-hmm. change the locks, cut out the mold, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Cut the grass. And so, <clears throat> you know, he crushed it since like 08 to like 2014, 2015, like yeah. there was a crazy wave of foreclosures, right? Yeah, and then it just banks. started dying. Mm-hmm. And then like bigger companies got into the property preservation space and it just mm-hmm. kind of forced out the little guys. Mm-hmm. So Dom was kind of getting forced out of that industry. So he was like looking for the next thing yeah. as he was, you know, that's why he was selling his rentals. Yeah. Know? So he was like, dude, I have like ton of business experience. I've, you know, built up a company doing 5 million a year. I had like 30 employee, 30 employees at like my prime and I'm dying to get into this real estate wholesale stuff. Yeah. Right. And so we just kind of joined forces and I was mm. like, dude, I have buyers. I have like deal knowledge. I know Jacksonville, like the back of my hand, I'm the mm. vice president of the RIA. You have all this business stuff. Like let's just partner up. Yeah. And so that's what happened. So yeah. me and Don partnered up. And we didn't like officially like, sign any paperwork until like our first couple deals. Uh-huh. Figured out how we both like to work, mm-hmm. and you know that's that's what we did, dude. And yeah. together, like we we were just laser focused on building a massive wholesale company. Yeah. All we wanted to do was just wholesale. We wanted to become honestly one of the biggest in the nation, mm-hmm. and to just be able to bring in a ton of cash. Yeah. Right. That was our goal, and um and we did that, mm-hmm. and then we got the bug of. Let's do more next year. Yeah. yeah. And then let's do more next year. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. And, and we, and we, um, you know, our prime man, we were, we were, and I, I'll never forget, man. Like we closed like our first two deals. Right. Yeah. What, what were your first couple deals in cash cakes? Dude. So our first deal was first deal. We made two grand <laughs> a piece. No, no probably total. Oh, total. Yeah, yeah. Total. Yeah. And we were doing direct mail. Yeah. Right. Second deal. We made 16 grand. Okay. And this was all within 30 days of us being in business together. Wow. Okay. And it was because I, dude, I've been wholesaling for like two years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like as soon 20, as we got the leads, I was 21. Yeah. Uh-huh. So 2017. 2017. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So we, we joined forces in June of 2017, started sending mailers, uh-huh. closed our first couple of deals, like July, August. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> and I'll never forget, man, that was the first time like this money was mine. Yeah. Right? Like before it was like, all right, the company makes that money. And then I get my commission from it, right? Yeah. And I was like, now this is like mine, right? Yeah. And then Dom was like, all right, we made some money. Let's go hire people. 
And I was like, oh, shit. Like, dude, like, that was, like, the first time I'm like, I can actually make, like, 10 grand. Yeah. Right? Or whatever, exactly. right? Yeah. I can pay. I can pad my pocket yeah. a little bit. And, um, so you just reinvested we the just, entire we thing? We just went higher. Yep. Yeah. We just started hiring. Uh-huh. And, um, <clears throat> and that was my biggest, like, value add from Dom was just, like, the scalability. He, just, he, he, you know, as as an established dude with a family with bills, mm-hmm. like you can't treat it as a side hustle. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And um, it was a blessing for me because mm. I was like twenty one, like I was ready to go blow that money. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of ten grand's a lot correct, of money for twenty one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so like we were that that was like the way that Dom and I worked really well together is like, he mm. was like the scaler, the, the employees guy, the systems and all that. And mm. I was, I'm the real estate guy. I'm mm-hmm. the connector. I'm yeah. the deal flow guy, issues, title companies, uh-huh. acquisitions, buyers. Like that's my expertise. Uh-huh. Um, and obviously we help each other out in our expertise. For sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that was our journey, man. And we did that up until um, together up until this year. Mm-hmm. And in 2020, COVID hit. Uh-huh. That was scary because all of our that is the know, craziest market shift I think probably yeah. next to 2008 within our lifetime uh, for sure. Just yeah, because it's <clears> so <throat> like out of left field. How, how would absolutely you say that, that changed your business? So it it really didn't change my business. It just made my business easier. Okay. So in 2020, it got scary for like three, three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, Probably like February to March, April, like the beginning. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. And that was like, oh shit. Yeah. Like we have all these employees. None of us can come into the office mm-hmm. and we have to figure out how to work. Right. So yeah. we had zoom. We, we bought everybody. Like if you had a, a, uh, the ability to work from home on your own. Awesome. If you don't, we're going to buy company stuff and we're going to provide it to you. Everybody had desk phones at their houses. Mm-hmm. We had Warren, um, who who was our, um, he was like our, whatever you need, Warren can do. Okay, <laughs> let me just our put it, our everything guy <laughs> in the Paul office. Yeah, so it's like, dude, I need to evict the squatter, and then I need you to change the locks at this house, and then I need you to hire this guy, and then I need you to fire this guy. Yeah. Like, Warren was everything, right? That's so funny. Um, yeah, and so um, Warren, like, took basically, like, workstation goodie bags to everybody's house. Uh Um, And that's how we were working for like a month. Uh And then this thing came out where like real estate was deemed essential. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, oh, hell yeah. Like we're essential. Like we printed off these things to like keep in our cars in case something happened. Right. Yeah. And they were like, all right, everybody back in the office. Mm -hmm. We had a temperature gun. Um, and so that's how it was, dude. And we were like, you're, you're gunning people's temperatures on the way. Absolutely. I was was actually working in a restaurant during that uh, time. And they were they would put a gun like like a little like temperature yeah, gun. Little temperature yeah, dude, I still have the temperature yeah. gun. Yeah, yeah it's it was the still, weirdest dude, thing. Yeah, so you funny. would put they, it and they keep track of like correct. Your, <clears throat> yeah, like whatever like your degrees wow. were or whatever yep. that is your body so, temperature. Correct, yeah. correct. So we had to do that because when you have employees at mm. that point we had about twelve employees. Okay, already. So mm-hmm. it was like it was serious, mm-hmm. right? Like now it's not like we have two people where it's like. You know, like when you have 12 employees, like now people will like sue you, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, dude, I caught COVID and like died. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, crap, we're going after the company that they're working for because they didn't take the necessary proper yeah. measures to what, you know exactly. what I mean? So that was like what I learned from Dom, right? Yeah. Like uh-huh. Dom is like, no, like this is, there's certain structure and way if, we, if we're building a corporation, we have to do it the right way. Yeah. And so um, 
it got super scary for like three, four months. Mm. And then out of nowhere, hedge funds started buying. Yeah. Right. End of 2020, um, the hedge funds just started to pick up. Mm. And luckily, we were already connected with one hedge fund. Yeah. And at, before like 20, before like uh-huh. COVID, we were already kind of selling to one hedge fund because uh-huh. they were willing to work through wholesalers. Mm-hmm. But they didn't really know we were wholesaling it. We worked through a realtor, and that realtor was selling it to this hedge fund, and then we would double close through this realtor, and it was weird. Yeah. Right? And then, like, end of 2020, the hedge funds just opened up the floodgates. Yeah. And they were, all of them were now buying from hedge fund or from wholesalers and all mm-hmm. this. And they didn't um, care. It was just <coughs> snatch and grab. Correct. Yeah. And so that is where we took off. Yeah. That is where it was like, holy crap, we're seeing these buyers are offering, you know, if, if Zillow is 180, they're offering 185, mm-hmm. uh-huh. right? And so we just rode that wave. Yeah. And we were like, let's double down uh-huh. and go all in because uh-huh. we know we don't know when this is going to stop. When it's going right? to, yeah. And let's just, let's take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. So that's what we did. And we just kept reinvesting, mm-hmm. kept hiring. And as we were hiring, we also wanted to, you know, treat it like a true corporation, dude. So like in my mm. prime, we had like, we had a CFO, uh, you know, a che- like a freaking HR person, a marketing mm. person. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so we were building kind of like the C-suite management. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, those roles are expensive. Yes, right. For sure. And so it was awesome. And that's when we brought, uh, once the hedge funds like really started buying, that's when we brought Hayden on. Mm-hmm. to run like our JVs, mm. right? Yeah. And Hayden was like an independent wholesaler. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and we brought him on because he had some con- hedge fund connections that we didn't have. Yeah. Because he had been flipping for like b- before wholesaling. Um, he was more of a flipper. Yeah, he was flipping So properties. he had direct experience with with hedge funds that wholesalers didn't have mm-hmm. because they were just buying on the market before 2020. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. They were buying on the market. So like, Hayden had been flipping houses to hedge funds, not intentionally. He would yeah. just buy a house, renovate it, and the hedge fund would hedge put fund in would an offer. It, and yeah. so, like, he had hedge fund connections that we didn't have. Mm-hmm. And we had, like, the whole infrastructure that he didn't have. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, let's go after. Because I had always done JV deals, right? Just being yeah. a local guy, going to all these events, teaching classes. Like, it was always something I did on the side, uh-huh. right? And I was like, Hayden has a similar personality to me. Mm-hmm. He can teach classes. He can be that guy. <clears throat> and and most wholesalers don't know about these hedge funds. Yeah. So let's bridge the gap between other wholesalers and our hedge funds, and that was Hayden's role. Okay. So Hayden ran, like, the whole JV department, um, and that's kind of <clears throat> when we focus a little bit more on, like, local outreach, being mm. the guys locally on, mm. like, if you need a deal moved, you call us. Yeah. We have all the hedge fund connections. We've been slinging, you know, properties in the hood for the past five years, whatever, like, that's when we kind of took, took more of, of, yeah. of, of a focus, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so it was awesome. And then interest rates went up, yeah. right? The first rate hike, that's when things shook up. Uh-huh. And um, the problem was none of the hedge funds stopped at that time. Mm-hmm. I wish they would have stopped at that time. That yeah. would have gave us clarity, yeah. right? But like what's worse is... Hit me up next week and see how we're offering or what we're buying next week. Uh-huh. Right now, we're not buying because of this interest rates. 
but we're going to turn on next week and next week submit all the deals. Uh And we were selling to like 10 different funds at that time. So like everybody was different, right? Mm -hmm. Some of them would be like, hey, we're pause buying today, send tomorrow because the higher up is meeting on what we're going to do. And then another one would be like, hey, we're still buying, but our buy box is no longer, you know, three ones in 1950s. It's now three one and a halfs in 1965 and newer, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, so now we have to change our marketing, right? Because like, all of our marketing is directly towards Those that houses, and yeah. that buy box. So now mm-hmm. that buy box changed. Now I got to change my marketing. And so change my mark. So it was all this limbo chasing your tail. Correct. Basically. Exactly. Yeah. And so like then one, f- and, and, and the problem was like every once in a while, a deal would work. That mm-hmm. would give us hope. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, they took this one. All right, cool. Like we just got to find the better product. Uh-huh. And then the next rate height would come and then same thing would happen. Like, okay, we're pausing for this week. Mm-hmm. But these people are like, okay, we're changing our buy box. Now it's not 1965. Now it's 1980 and newer. It's like, shit, mm-hmm. we just bought marketing mm-hmm. for this. And so, like, we were just chasing that and chasing mm-hmm. that. And then, and you know, we had, like, 26 employees in-house and, like, 30 cold callers overseas. Yeah. Um, you know, we were doing 300 deals a year, year after year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now all of our eggs, though, were in this hedge fund basket. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> And we were just waiting and waiting and shit wasn't turning around and the occasional deal would, you know, happen or whatever. Uh-huh. And then October came and basically we were, we just had to make tough decisions of like, we either pivot hard mm-hmm. or we ride it out. And if yeah. we ride it out, we have like three, four months left of expenses. Yep. If we pivot hard, we have to fire a ton of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if we um, wait it out, you know, we'll still have this awesome team. And if things change, like mm. we'll be thankful that we waited it out. Yeah. If things don't work out and we wait it out, then we're closing up shop in four months. Yeah. That's right? a stressful decision. Absolutely. Yeah. And this is October. I'm having my first baby in December. Yeah. yeah you're not taking that risk. Correct. To up shop. Correct. Mm. And so um, I'm looking at my, uh, at the business bank account. I was like, holy shit, this is all we have left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we barely bought rentals. We barely did anything else. It was just all of my money was in this business. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we're looking at the bank accounts like, dude, that's all we have left. Like, shit, we can either wait it out or if everything goes to shit, this is all the money that I have left for my, like, the rest of my life. Yeah. Like, yeah. right. To, like, start over. Yeah. Right? right. It's like, well, shit, let's make the tough call. Mm-hmm. And so we did. And then after that is really when the the conversation started happening of, like, okay, well, what do we do now? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. Do we just keep waiting it out and mm. seeing what's going to happen? Do we just wholesale a little bit? Like, should we pivot? Uh-huh. Um, and through those conversations is really where we decided to just part ways. Yeah. Because, mm. you know, we I didn't really. You I, and Dom. Dom and I. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Yeah. We, we didn't really like. We helped each other to scale and grow a machine, uh-huh. you know, and I don't necessarily want that anymore. Yeah. Right. And so that was kind of like where we both decided where it was like, why don't we just part ways? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just kind of like through what we learned, mm-hmm. we we can work a lot smarter now. Yeah. Right? We have way more connections. We know mm-hmm. way more about real estate. We we have done, you know, we have You've done literally more. over mm-hmm. a thousand deals under our belt. Right? Yeah, right. So it's like we can go make money a lot easier. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's about making money, then this way is not it. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? This way is about having employees and scaling and, and doing a thousand deals a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we only make money once we start doing a thousand deals a year. Yeah. Right. So exactly. when it's year five, when we're doing 500 deals a year, we're barely making money. Mm-hmm. 600, we start making, you know what I mean? So like this model, um, what would you have done differently? 
Yeah, because I've because I've heard before, obviously, that there's two things that that kill a company. It's not enough growth and too much growth. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. So yeah, you it was know. too much growth. You Absolutely. think it was slowed down a little bit or Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think well what what I think what I would do different is I would let the P and L tell me what to do. Yeah. 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 That's what it was. It was like the P and L is telling me like we're bar- we're barely making money, mm-hmm. but that's fine. Yeah. Because like in the beginning most businesses don't make money. No, right. and like, of course not. And like Amazon, <laughs> correct. So, but but you just keep selling that, right? It's like, yeah. oh, Amazon's the biggest company in the in in the world, uh-huh. and they're still losing money. Yeah. yeah. So there's something to that, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like no, <laughs> like <let's> just, <laughs> we no, need to I make need money. To pay my bills, correct? Yeah. 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 But like, and there was also like at the same time, like all these social media wholesaler dudes were coming up. Yeah. And like. We're smarter than Pays them. Yeah, we have a better business than guys. them. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna let them do more deals than me. I'm smarter mm. than them, right? Yeah. So it's all ego and all this. Get a little cocky, whatever, right? Yeah. yeah, you get a little cocky, like, um, and so that is what was different this time around, yeah. and why we decided to part ways is mm. multiple things, but really it was like we each kind of wanted to be our own man at this point, yeah. right? And like, we don't. If we're gonna make the same amount of money we were making doing 300 deals a year, yeah, then we only need to do 50. Right. It's like we don't need each other to do 50 deals. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it was like you can go do 50 on your own. I can do 50 on my own. We'll make the same amount of money and we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Less headache. Less and stress. so that's kind of what happened. Mm-hmm. I still think it is kind of cool how you said earlier, uh, 2020, like the first part of that year, you thought, okay everything's going to shit. I don't know what's going to happen, what's going on. But then on the back end, you had probably like what the, one of the best absolutely six dude. months of your, Correct. your career. Yeah. Correct. That's yeah. pretty cool though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. And it's funny. I was just, um, I was at a mastermind event this past weekend and, um, one of the speakers, um, it's funny because he, he talked about, you can't connect the dots until after it's happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And this is something that Steve Jobs said, right. And he's like, you don't realize what needed to happen in your life until after it happens. It's yeah. hard yeah. to connect the dots. You might be in a dot right now. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? We might be in a dot. Like, we don't mm-hmm. know. You don't know. Right? It was like, oh, dude, when I did that podcast with databases, that's when this happened. And uh-huh. so, like, but you can't connect the dots while it's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't connect it into the future. You can only do it looking back. Yeah. And so, like, when you're, like, freaking out and the world is falling apart, you don't know, but that could be a dot. That's a dot, yeah. yeah. That's a dot that might connect later, Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, and looking back, that absolutely was what that was for yeah. everybody in the real estate game, yes, right? It's like, dude, yeah. we all thought everything was falling apart. Mm-hmm. I mean, you couldn't get a loan. You couldn't do a closing. Like, you couldn't, you get, couldn't do anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, interest rates were the lowest they've ever been ever. Uh-huh. And, like, it just change the game and yeah. that's what made all the hedge funds get in the game uh-huh. was they could basically borrow money at like nothing, nothing. Mm. Yeah. and go buy real estate yeah and it's like dude that's like let's go buy everything i remember right? back yeah. then i mean you could literally you could throw any deal at the wall and it would and it would stick people were you know pushing oh, push your ARVs. arv up dude, it's crazy you, know, you, could, you could do anything crazy. really um so i think it's interesting that you know it changed so much yeah and like you said about the dots like you know, you never know when where your next deal is going to come from. That's why we have so many different marketing channels, and you never know what door is going to open because of, like you said, being on a podcast like this Absolutely. or whatever the situation. Absolutely, be. you know, it may yeah. lead you to something that you're never expecting. Because I mean, even starting this company, I I wasn't even that wasn't in my plans. It just kind of 
fell into my lap kind of the same with, you know, you and Dom. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I think that's very, very, very interesting. But, um, so after, you know, that whole game changed and you guys separate ways and, you know, you, you made that pivot, um, you know, what kind of changes have you implemented into, you know, the wholesale game into how you're operating now? So I would say the biggest thing was figuring out what to do. Yeah. Right? Like this was, so this was this year, January, we started having those talks uh -huh. we have, and we officially, um, parted ways January 31st. Uh -huh. So February one, I'm now my own man. Uh -huh. Right. I don't know what the hell to do. <laughs> what do I do? Is the market good? You know, this is February, so it's still weird. It was right. Weird we don't time. have yeah. any data yet. Mm -hmm. All the data that we have was the worst quarter I've had in the past five years of business. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the data that I have mm -hmm. um, along with everybody in real estate. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. I'm, I, I got to keep the, the team rolling mm -hmm. while at the same time I have to figure out like, what do I do with my life? Mm -hmm. Right? Like you got a one year old at home too at this time, right? Uh, no, he just turned one, but I had a baby. You had a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Newborn. Newborn. Three months old, yeah. two yeah. months old. Right. Um, and so there's also like an identity crisis also of like I've always been you have know, I've, I've always walked into the office I have 30 employees like we're cranking mm -hmm. I look up the TV we got three mil on the board we got 100 deals in the pipe like hell yeah you yeah. know and then now I walk in and we have three employees two deals just fell apart mm -hmm. 50k up on the board and it's like holy shit like what's going on like yeah you you kind of got to crushes like, your spirit a little absolutely bit. Yeah. man and uh -huh. you're like figuring out like what to do mm -hmm. you have whatever, all the money that I have left, right? It's mm -hmm. like, now what do I do? Do yeah. I dump a ton in marketing? Do uh -huh. I rebuild that back up? Do I not? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. What'd you end up doing? Um, so I ended up basically rebuilding the marketing side a little bit. Mm -hmm. Hired cold callers again, mm -hmm. sticking to the to the um, wholesaling, yeah. right? And so that's that's my immediate thing was like, let me just keep wholesaling, yeah. right? Uh -huh. um, and really what it's turned into is, if I want to stay lean and mean, I have to try to maximize every deal mm -hmm. and I have to keep my expenses low. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I've always been able to buy houses from my network, yeah. right? That's something that, you know, I don't take for granted and I have put in the work, yeah. right? Like if, if somebody said, hey, I'm moving to Jacksonville and I want to start wholesaling, what should I do? I would not tell them to do the same thing that I'm now doing, yeah, right? Like for, for the sure. past six, seven years, I've been, you've done the groundwork. I've done the groundwork. I like yeah. people talk about me and I don't even know they're talking about mm -hmm. me because not, even, not really me, just cash geeks, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. They're talking about cash geeks. Oh yeah. Cash geeks is a wholesale company. If you have a deal and you can't sell in Jacksonville, like call cash. Yeah, anytime geeks. I yeah. think of wholesale, I think cash geeks. Yeah, Correct. Yeah. Exactly. This is one of those things. And so like, um, you know, I don't take that for granted yeah. mm -hmm. and, uh, but I never leaned into that. Mm -hmm. It was just always a thing. But now when I want to keep expenses low, I got to put in a little bit more sweat equity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And where am I going to put in my sweat equity is in my deal sourcing. Yeah. yeah. So in, I want to say October of this year, October, we completely turned off all marketing mm -hmm. because in, I want to say August, J July, August, we were, uh, so Hayden and I have been, you know, flipping houses on the side really it was Hayden. Yeah. Hayden was like, yo, I'll, Back in 20, end of 2020, he was like, yeah, I'll join the team, but 
I still get to flip houses on the side. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, no problem. Yeah. Right. And, um, that dude made just as much money, if not more flipping houses on the side than working like full time at cash geeks. Yeah. That was 20, 2020, 2021. So 2022, we kind of incorporated some flips with Hayden in the company. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so when I decided this year to like really go heavy in, um, either figuring out this wholesale thing or flipping houses, mm-hmm. um, that's when um, me and Hayden partnered up. Yeah. So Hayden came on board as a partner, mm-hmm. Cash Geeks, this year. Um, and the goal for that is just to leverage our network. Yeah. Leverage buying houses through our sphere of influence, whether it's realtors that know us, wholesalers that know us, other flippers that know us, right? Sometimes a flipper might buy a good deal and be like, yo, let me call Cash Geeks and see. Mm-hmm. They can just pay me a quick, you know, 20 grand on top of this and yeah. I'll move on, right? Mm-hmm. They can sell it for me, right? Yeah. Um, we now have some of the hedge funds that we were selling properties to. They hit us up and they're like, yo, can you guys sell it? Like we bought this house in Jacksonville. We don't want it. Like yeah. can you guys flip it for us. Right. Mm-hmm. So we kind of became those guys and it, and it's always happened on the side mm-hmm. and now I'm leaning into it. So like mm-hmm. now, like I, if, if you see any of my social media, like yeah. now it's all about like, yo, I'm buying houses. Send if you got something, deals, send me yeah. deals. Like uh-huh. that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's working. Yeah. Right. And so like now all, all we're doing is taking other wholesalers deals and we're either JVing with them mm-hmm. and selling them to our buyers list yeah, yeah. or we are um, buying it and flipping it. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of where we've pivoted and that's where my focus is. Yeah. So now it's new challenges, right? Yeah. Uh, from wholesaling to like buying houses. And now you got to worry about money, mm-hmm. debt service payments, rehab projects, all that. And it's totally different world. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, 2022 we were flipping but we were doing maybe one or two at a time it's totally different when you have like six eight houses on the books that you're you know navigating managing exactly Mm -hmm. and so um it's coming with new challenges but you know we're we're pumped we're excited about it you're learning and we're learning right and so that's some of the new challenges would you say you're looking at because i would say some of the challenges that we face a lot in 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 flipping and, and managing property is obviously with with contractors yeah. Um, with, uh, with expectations as well. You, you, <clears throat> you think you underwrite a deal down to the T and then you get into the property and you find out, you know, reality may Absolutely. be different than what you really expected. Yep. Um, you know, unforeseen expenses show their face. Yep. Have you kind of navigated those new challenges investing versus? So we're having all, all of the above. Uh-huh. Um, I would say our biggest challenge is, um, Hayden and I are both drivers and we're both like visionary types and we're like you know and and this is something that like dom added great value was like he was like the hey before we buy this house we need to have this we need to do this we need to do that Uh and he just kept that aligned right and like now since we've been wholesaling and flipping like we know what a good deal is Uh so we're ready to buy it yeah but we don't have a good deal you jump correct (laughs) and then like you don't have comes the, the closing that, day uh-huh. and it's like, oh shit, we don't have the money for it uh-huh. because like, were you going to call the private money? Like right. I was going to call the private money lender. Like yeah. we thought we had the money because we checked the private money account and we had the money, but we forgot like that money was already allocated to so the rehabs else. on these houses. Yeah. But you don't think about that because yeah. we don't have any like Excel formulas showing that or anything. Right. right? Yeah. It's just like, all right, private money says 200 K that we got this deal for 150 K. We have the money to buy it. Uh-huh. Right. But that closing doesn't happen for three weeks. Uh-huh. And then meanwhile, we have rehab projects. So the private money account is getting depleted. Uh-huh. And I was like, all right, closing, let's go. It's like, 
oh crap, there's only 40 grand left in the <laughs> private money account because that's uh -huh. in all these other deals uh -huh. and we have to close on this tomorrow. Yeah. So we got to go, you know, call some buddies. Yo, I need 150 grand like uh -huh. today. Yeah, yeah. today. Luckily we're connected. We, you know what uh -huh. I mean? Um, you know, we're blessed, but it's like, that's really our thing. Like, dude, we have mm -hmm. this house right now where I've owned it for a week. I still don't have Insurance. power on. Yeah. I don't have insurance. Yeah. I don't have a scope of work for it. I don't have any, right? Yeah. And so it's figuring out that. Um, uh -huh. We also like, we're very conservative buyers, but we're solid buyers. Mm -hmm. And so, like, if I make you an offer, I'll be straight up. Like, it's probably not going to be your best offer. Mm -hmm. But it will be the guaranteed offer, and I can close tomorrow, and I, I'll I'll deal with whatever headache you have to deal with because I've been wholesaling for five years, yeah. seven years now. Mm -hmm. I know all Any the deals. I can yeah. I can help navigate you through this, through the squatter, through the tenant, through this, through the probate, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And so I will. I never get emotional about a deal because I just know the game. Yeah. Like right. I've been in it mm. from the other end, yeah. right? Yeah. And so it's awesome going to buy houses from other wholesalers because I know it, mm -hmm. right? And so, like, I I don't sell you hard. Like, yeah. my offer is going to be probably not your best offer. Yeah. But if your buyer falls through the day of closing, call me and I will still buy it at that number that, mm -hmm. that same day. That same right. day. Right? Like, that's who I am. Mm -hmm. And so it happens, mm -hmm. right? We'll get a call, same day, buyer fell through, I need to buy the house. Mm. So like at that point I got to scramble. I got to figure it out. I got to do yeah. whatever. Right. And so <clears throat> that's been, I would say like the biggest lessons is we're failing or not failing. We we're messing up on just not being structured, not yeah. being organized on the flipping. Mm. And, it, and we didn't realize that until we're like six, seven projects in, yeah. you know, when you're buying your first two, three, houses it's not that big of a deal yeah. because you can still manage it uh -huh, right? right um you've so got that, the time <clears throat> correct exactly you have the managing time six to eight projects exactly you or you or you've raised enough private money that when you're buying when you're juggling two or three flips at the time mm -hmm. you don't have a money issue yeah right? right but it's like now you know i'm getting deals and i'm putting in offers and the problem is like most of our offers you guys know like most of your offer doesn't happen when you're trying to buy the house mm -mm. right like you put in the offer, you're ready to buy that house at that moment, uh -huh. but then they don't take the offer or mm -hmm. they're countering or mm -hmm. whatever. And then you actually get the house two weeks later. Yeah. Yep. And so in that meantime, we've moved on, we've bought something else. We're focused mm -hmm. on something else. Yeah. And then like, I don't know where you get a call. It's like, Hey, is your offer at one thirty still good? Mm -hmm. They're like, Oh yeah. crap. Like it is. I don't want to say no to the opportunity, but now I have to scramble and yeah. figure everything else out. Find it and when else. you're doing two or three, like you can use the same contractors on those, mm -hmm. but now you're doing, five, six projects, like you can't use the same contractors on that. So now right. we have to build new relationships, new relationships and, yep. and figure out that. And that's a whole nother, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. as you were saying, like expectations on the flips, like mm -hmm. I bought a house where like the panel was great. Mm -hmm. Whole thing has cloth wiring. Yep. Whole thing has to be rewired. Um, just little things like that. Little right. Things, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so it's been fun. Yeah. Right. For sure. Learning all these things and, and, um, trying to put systems in place for that. Uh -huh. Right. Um, luckily we have great team members. And so now uh -huh. we're like promoting, we we've hired more staff so that the staff that has been with us for mm -hmm. years can now elevate yeah. and work on systems processes with us for us, mm -hmm. um, and have more of a managerial approach to it but that's what we found is like if Hayden and I are going to be doing a lot of the buying and mm -hmm. flipping like wholesaling 
I can make you a buy decision in 30 seconds, right? Yeah. Because worst case, I can back out of it, yeah, right? Exactly. Flipping and business to business, now it's different. Yeah. Now if I put in an offer on business to business, this is a wholesaler. Mm-hmm. My like, my word is my bond now, right? Uh-huh. Like my word is my reputation. So if yeah, I exactly. say, hey, I'm good for this deal, and then they take it, and now I'm no longer good, that's their thought yeah. the next time they send me a deal, mm-hmm. right? Um, so with business to business, I have to make sure, number one, I don't ruin any relationships, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, like some of those things are going to be out of my control, mm-hmm. but till this day, you know, like we've still honored everything we've said, right? But <clears throat> so that's one thing. So that causes me to be freaking, I have to be on it yeah. with my offer, And so now that means that I have to, and if I'm actually going to buy the house, Mm -hmm. I can't just willy nilly throw a number and just be like, yeah, I'll buy it for this. And that's it. Right. right, Wholesale is totally different, right? Wholesale. Uh I'll lock it up for 120. We'll figure it out later. Right. With flipping a reduction, we'll get a reduction. Exactly. Flipping and your business to business, Mm. totally different game. Yeah. So now I need to, I need to like pencil in my scope of work, go walk the house, Mm -hmm. make sure I'm not missing anything. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, Go look at comps. You start actually like <clears throat> crawling underneath that. Right. You start actually like, <laughs> like actually like, like the flashlight you're, 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 you're like, buying tools, you're like looking you at know? foundations yeah. and like, yeah, like you said, buying tools, screwdrivers, open yes. shit up, look, Correct. looking Correct. at wiring yourself. Like you never, you never cared about that. Uh-uh. You know what I mean? When you're wholesaling, you don't care. You look at it. You're like, oh, I've done enough deals in my life. That's a 65,000 rehab uh, right at the offer. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. And so that I would say is the fun thing, right? It's the new challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like buying decisions. We can't delegate that, Mm-mm. you know, at least especially not this early. Yeah. Right. Like we can't delegate making Absolutely a buy decision not. because every deal is different and every deal is like, okay, should I use, if I use private money on this deal versus hard money on it changes uh-huh. the numbers. Uh-huh. Right. And so it's like, well, how much private money do we have? Are we going to have, like, is this already committed to a house? Do we have it? So if we do have it, then I can change, I can remove points on this and I yeah. can, right. And so now that so takes, if it's hard money, Two and twelve or whatever. Exactly. So that changes the deal. It's eaten right. And so, and so, like the buy decisions is is what takes up time. Yeah. And when you're looking at houses, we don't want to just be those guys that are just putting in offers. For sure. And then once your offer gets accepted, it's like, well, we still got to walk it. We still got. You know what I mean? It's like, no, I want my offer to be like solid, ready to go, and I want Mm -hmm. it to be a no brainer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. When I, when so you're doing all of all of that research, due diligence, and everything up front before absolutely you're putting we're putting in zero an offer in front yes. of somebody. If if it's wholesaler, if it's right, wholesaler, if it's to yeah. a realtor, mm-hmm. they're more inclined to give us a DD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I can be a little more quicker. How many of your you know deals I mean? are actually getting a due diligence period versus just straight up zero day inspection? You're putting. Oh, in dude, offers? I'd say ninety percent are zero day DD. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense because yeah. honestly, that's where the deals are. Correct, uh, correct. Know, yeah. Most and of the so, stuff. And that's what, like, I know from a wholesaler, you know, as, from being a wholesaler, like, I know what makes it a, a deal, an a deal. offer mm-hmm. sexy, mm-hmm. right? It's like, yeah, this offer is offer, or this buyer is offering me 160, but he's asking for a three day DD, mm-hmm. right? And he has a proof of funds from a hard money lender, yeah. right? And I have you this offer. The challenges that are going to come with correct. That and I have yeah. this offer at one fifty zero day DD mm-hmm. closed tomorrow cash. cash. Yeah. It's like oh shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, 
I'll take that like the hit. 160, right? And so it just depends on where they're at with the deal, right? It's uh-huh. like, have they already been marketing out for a while? Uh-huh. If they have, they're probably going to take the one, or they're going to counter the one fifth, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Just things like that. And so, yeah. um, that is the new challenges, yeah. And that we can't delegate just yet. So we're mm-hmm. learning that, like, we have to. Um, there's different things that we have to now delegate to the team as a flipper Mm -hmm. than a wholesaler. Yeah, for sure. Wholesaler, I can delegate pricing and acquisitions and and all that. have changed in the company. Correct. uh, I'm now an acquisitionist, basically. What what are the team members focused on now? Because before, like you said, it's cold calling, you're prepping deals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so October, I completely turned off acquisitions. Yeah, exactly. So I don't, I really don't have acquisitions. I let go of my my acquisition guy and Mm -hmm. let go of my, um, um, VA's co-caller. Mm-hmm. So my dispo guy, still doing dispo, still do just dispo. other wholesalers dispo, mm-hmm. right? Um, or JVs, so mm-hmm. other wholesalers. Like, he kind of does all of it, yeah. right? So, like, if a wholesaler will hit me up, or I'll put in an offer and, and, and like, because I don't flip everywhere, yeah. right? So it's like, hey, this one I'm probably not going to flip. Like, yeah. I will buy it, but, like. What about wholesaling? Are you still just Wholesaling everywhere. Well, no, no, no. I guess what I mean by flipping is, like, I won't flip and I won't flip every house. No, of course right? not. You know what I mean? Not. Like you can. You've got to pick the correct the cherries. Right? Out of the I bunch. mean, I'll <laughs> I'll close on every uh-huh. house, but you're probably not gonna like my offer on this product versus uh-huh. this product, correct. right? Like yeah. if it's a house in Arlington uh-huh. of ARV of two fifty, mm-hmm. probably gonna be your best buyer. Like mm-hmm. I want that, right? But if you send me but something, you send me something 09, correct, forties frame build. exactly. It's like I'll still buy that. And for it's just I'm you won't like my correct. Like my offer is gonna be thirty five grand. Yeah, right. I'll buy a side and see whatever, yeah. but it's thirty five grand. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, where like that deal, I can probably wholesale for like sixty sixty five for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like I'll hit them with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people want a JV with us. Yeah. Right. And there's a lot of like Jacksonville is one of those markets where there's a lot of outside people doing mm-hmm. deals in Jacksonville. There yeah, are. There really are. There a lot are. Of Absolutely. In, like yeah. And so different states all across the country. And kind of like what we were talking about, like over the past two years, you could just lock up anything in any market, throw it in a Facebook group and it'll sell. Yeah. That's not the case anymore. Mm -mm. And so all these wholesalers that were outside of Jacksonville crushing it in Jacksonville are now sucking. Yeah. They can't dispo anything. Yeah. All the deals you see on Facebook are trash. Exactly. (laughs) I don't even really see any more like deals on Facebook anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You don't see a lot. Whenever I first got into um, like the Jacksonville, there's four or five deals a day. (laughs) Yeah. The Facebook groups, you would go on there and you'd scroll and you would see it like, Four or five. Yeah. Like, which, which one should we look at? You, which one do you want to go walk? So yeah. now you get one every three days, maybe, yeah. exactly. and it's not even that good. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And but. so, so what we're seeing is, and this is why I'm like part of a lot of groups and masterminds and all this mm-hmm. stuff is because, like, that's where I make my connections yeah. with mm-hmm. other wholesalers that mm-hmm. get the occasional deal here in Jacksonville. Yeah. yeah, they need somebody here. They need somebody. I'm yeah. their guy. Mm-hmm. I'll either buy it from you or. Like, I'll do free boots on the ground. Like, dude, we, we just went to this house yesterday. We didn't even get the deal. Uh-huh. But I will do things for other wholesalers because it gets me the first opportunity. Mm-hmm. Right? And I know that there's a cost to it. But if I do win the deal, then it's worth it. And yeah. they'll, right? they'll so remember like, that, too. Even if that correct. first one doesn't go through, exactly. they'll be like, hey, And so gee. I'll do, like, free boots on the ground. So, like, just mm-hmm. yesterday, man, we were, like, we met the owner of a house for another wholesaler. Okay. We went out there with JSO. We drilled the locks out and changed the locks for them for the squatter, kicked the squatter out, put in an offer. We didn't get it, but 
Like I'll do that all day. I'll yeah. do it 10 times over for wow. any wholesaler because I just know if that's my marketing, uh-huh. you know, like that's my marketing now. Yeah. Sure. Right? I don't have marketing dollars. Like that's your, my marketing. Relationship. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so like, and I'll, I know how the wholesale game is. So it's like, dude, if you can sell that, go do it. Mm-hmm. Like call me when you need me. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense though. Yep. That makes sense. And, you know, honestly, I, I think no matter what the deal is, whether it's door knocking or whether it's acquisitions or no matter what, I feel like, you know, a major part of it is the research and the yeah. uh, on on the front side <clears throat> that makes Absolutely. the deal happen. Because I know like, like you were talking about how much research that you put into an offer before you even put it in front of somebody because you want to know that it's a bona fide offer. I mean, same for us when we're working on like a multifamily deal. Oh, absolutely. Dude, dude. The amount of research that you yeah. have to do prior, uh, it, it's, it's insane. Um, but it makes the difference between, um, you know, a, a good deal and something that, you know, you, like you said, you don't, you want to save face, especially when you're going out for bigger deals like that. Correct. If you're, if you're putting offers in front of people and, and, they call you and they're like, Hey, can you still move at this? And then you didn't analyze it correctly and you've got to you know, come down on your price. Exactly. Like, Dude, like, yes, screw that, you. we don't yeah. want to do that ever. Yeah. yeah. And that face to face too is such a like, key thing in any type of sales too. Cause like I've noticed like anytime I've ever been like in front of someone or it's like more, you know, it's more personable. It's so much more easier to get a deal than just like calling or, you know, right. on Instagram right, right. or Facebook well, or something. It's well, so absolutely. And to that point, like you can call the tired landlord over the phone. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to talk to somebody about them losing their house and them being vulnerable, Mm -hmm. you're not going to get that over the phone. No. You know what I mean? You're going to get that at the kitchen table in the living room. Like they're running from creditors. They're not checking their mail. They're not answering the bank on the phone. Correct. Correct. And and so, um, that has, that has worked. And then, uh, so those houses will either like, cause a lot of the houses that we'll close on, um, we don't always flip. Yeah. We'll just close on it and, either resell it mm-hmm. or flip it. Yeah. Right. That makes um, sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've got some uh, potential rate hikes or not rate hikes, rate decreases sorry, yes. coming in the next year. The Fed just paused. Um, how do you see that translating into, you know, your attack plan com- going into 2024? So, the plan is still to, to do, the plan is just to, to keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. What I would say is... <clears throat> Do you, do you foresee a, a, a kind of a flood of deals coming back into the market, kind of like well, a feeding I, frenzy like there was before? Yes. Well, what I what I am hoping for mm-hmm. is, and, you know, I don't want to replay what just happened, but, like, yeah. <laughs> I just know all these hedge funds are ready to turn back yeah. on. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. they're dying to turn back on. Uh-huh. We check the fund stats all the time. That was one of the things that, you know, Hayden is kind of, like, weird in mm-hmm. that way is, like, he needs to know everything yeah. about the funds. Uh-huh. And so like he will track them and we did this, right? And like, this is how we added value. Do we had like a whole little mini mastermind mm-hmm. on just selling to funds mm-hmm. and we handpicked the people that were allowed to be in there and we were just going ham on teaching them what fund was buying what. Mm-hmm. And then we would study their, not their buy box. Cause the buy box will tell you one thing, yeah. but you have to study their purchases. Yeah. So we had maps on Google sheets built out Ooh. with every single purchase of every single fund. And it was like color coordinated and we would know, Hey, this, in this market, this fund's offering higher. Let's sell it to this fund, yeah. this fund, just stuff like that. And so yeah. we were like geeking out on that, man. And, and we were trying to build That's interesting. like a software mm. where you would like input an address mm-hmm. input the zip code. And it was all in Excel. 
mm-hmm. our Google Sheets. Yeah. And we were trying to build it into like something bigger mm-hmm. um, where you would put in like the property stats, you know, bedrooms, baths, year built, zip code. And then it would say like, this fund's like you're 99% likely to sell it to this fund. So let's yeah. submit it to them. So that's what we were like working on. Wow. And we still track them. Right, because uh-huh. we want to see what's going on. Yeah, and it's just like dog shit. Are, are right, it's just, like, dude, these, I'm buying more houses well, than like a fund that was like buying like crazy. Yeah, are um, these just like like sales that you've seen from your like network that you were masterminding, or, or, or is this actual like data that you were pulling to build? Yeah, this is data that we. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, no, we. So we just pull just like you know you would go and pull public like record, right? Yeah, prop yeah. stream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just look up. So we know the addresses of all the funds. Yeah, right. So you look mm-hmm. it up and you're like, oh, this, that's Open Door. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's Offerpad. Oh, yeah. this is Tricon. Oh, this mm. is, you know, whatever. KKR, whatever Correct. Yeah. And so we'll just, we search those addresses uh-huh. in PropStream. And it'll gotcha. show everything that they own and everything that they buy. Mm. So now we know, because they'll buy in different entities, yeah. you know? Of course. And so it's hard. We can't get all the data. Uh-huh. We don't know everything, uh-huh. right? But what we can say is, I've sold to this entity before, so now I know. So it would happen, right? Like, we'd sell a mm. deal to a fund and be like, oh, they're using a new entity. Mm-hmm. Let's search up that entity, right? It's like, oh, yeah. crap, with that entity, they bought like 100 in Jacksonville. And now it's like, yeah. dude, they're not buying anything. Yeah. Did you see that bill that got passed where they're trying to make it where hedge funds can't buy yes. single family yeah, houses? I yeah. saw that. What do you What do you think about that? I mean, <clears throat> it's... I'm not sure if that'll go through. I mean, obviously, they're, they try to we'll pass see. so many things, but that, well, that's, like, that's kind of a hot topic right now in a well, way. Well, I think that there is, um, there is some validity to mm-hmm. that. I, I have a challenge with this of like being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and being, you know, a capitalist mm-hmm. to the freaking T, yeah, right? To the core. I had to ask though. And, I mean, and, 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 and you have mean, like, you want to sell to them. Correct. So that, I mean, and then you have that challenge. Correct. Mm-hmm. And then, but then you have the challenge of like, what will that lead us to, yeah. right? you know? Uh-huh. Um, and we become a nation of renters. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what I think is like, so I'm, I'm a little into like, politics and stuff right Mm -hmm. so like um i think what will be good is it's not allowing the the hedge funds to buy will be terrible Mm -hmm. but like somebody like um so um rfk the guy who's running yeah right he has proposed something because he has a big like whole like stick against wall street Mm -hmm. um uh, specifically in the single family space, right? Yeah. right? And so he has proposed, like, part of his thing if he wins being president is like, mm-hmm. it's not stopping them from buying, but let's let's cap them out, maybe. No, let's let's make it easier and cheaper for um, residential buyers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so it's like, hey, if you're buying this, um, <clears throat> and you're a and you're a corporation, then. Um, you don't qualify for these special rates right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you are moving into your primary, mm-hmm. then you like. I do f- feel like there's something. How there. would that affect you? Know what I mean? Mom and pop investors, though, because they are still technically corporations. L- you know, Correct. Corporations. They're yeah. small LLCs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's. I mean, I just, I just feel like if we're going to freaking take all of the juice out of everything. Yeah. Like we are all getting the benefits of it, mm-hmm. but what's going to happen to like our kids? That's yeah. exactly and what what's going to happen to the next generation. And and what is the, like what will happen to America mm-hmm. if this keeps happening? Yeah. Right. And it's like the rich will get richer yeah. mm-hmm. and the poor will get poorer. 
And yeah. it's not our job to help the poor mm-hmm. get richer. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That's the challenge. It's a free market But at the society, same time, yeah. but at the same time, we have to see what does America look like uh-huh. 50 mm. years from now, 100 years from now, if we keep sucking the juice out of everything. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. right? And and so, like, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a capitalist. I want to make money. You know, yeah. We're here to make money at the <laughs> yeah. same time. But at the same time, like, there is a... It's a, fine, it's a weird a, line. A, a weird like, line of, like, if we go in this direction, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal right now where yeah. it's like, all right, 5% are being bought from hedge funds mm-hmm. every year. That's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. But 50 years from now, it's like, holy crap, they own 50% of single-family homes. Yeah. And like, now that 3-2. Now that's the, a big deal. That's a big yeah. deal. Yeah. Now that's a big deal. I think that was what, like, within the last um, year or so, it was 40% of transactions were bought by investors. Yeah. 40%. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's yeah. a huge statistic. And so I think, like, there's, like, and I feel like really when it comes to like, you asked the question of like the mom and pop. Yeah, exactly. I think it just depends on like what is going to happen with that product once you're done buying it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, if you're a flipper, okay. All that means that you're buying the house. And so like, if you are going to exit the house in the next year, mm-hmm. then you qualify for this. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Cause now you're, I think it's more of like, what's going to happen to all the real estate that they own once yeah. they own it. Mm-hmm. Once they own it. Yeah. The, the mom and pops, that's still going to circulate. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. The house is being bought by freaking BlackRock. They will never circulate they're, the yeah, world again. Right. You know what I mean? Those, Unless, no. which I think these corporations are too big to fail. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So I don't think it'll ever happen. But uh-huh. if they fail, it's not going back to the public. It's another Wall Street company it's that takes Street over company. those houses. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so like that is, I think, what's more of the issue is what is going to happen with this inventory that they own? Yeah. You know, Mm. and, and when they own too much of it or majority of real estate, Mm -hmm. then that means the prices of the other pieces of real estate will be untouchable Yeah, because now the only houses that are exchanging hands are half of the real estate that's out there. We already have an inventory problem. You know what I mean? Supply issues. And so like, It is, it is for me, I, I do think that there has to be something in that regard mm-hmm. yeah. because I think it sucks right now, but once you have kids, it just changes the way you think about everything, right? right? It changes the way, like, I want my son to be able to buy a house. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? And it's like, <clears throat> if 51 or more percent of the single family houses are out there, we just have to study other other yeah. countries also, mm-hmm. right? Like let's study other countries where this has happened. Yeah. It's yeah. not good. No, we don't want to go in that direction. We exactly. don't want to go to where every piece of real estate that's selling is a million plus because mm-hmm. all the other pieces of real estate that aren't selling are owned by wall street. Yeah. Right. Like that is legit in multiple European countries. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And like, that's not good for America. Not at all. Right. Exactly. It's not good for the American dream It's not good for what makes America, America. Agreed. In my opinion, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so that is where I do feel like there has to be something, even though I am part of it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, I'm okay with, hey, dude, if I if I need to flip a house and pay an extra tax, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it is what it is, right? Yeah. Right? Like, because if we don't, 
then what happens is we're all going to see the benefit and it's going to be awesome, mm-hmm. you know, but in, you know, 50 years from years, now, yeah, what what's going to happen? Like? What's, yeah. you know what I mean? Like now it's going to be like only apartment complexes is where people actually live mm-hmm. because single family homes are too, because it's not just the single family homes to buy, right? Like the rental prices were shot up, mm-hmm. not because mom and pop no, investors it was from, it was from were, wall street. It was mm-hmm. from wall street. Mm-hmm. Like I buy this house for 200 because I can I can get fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been, that house has been rented out for eleven fifty for the past five years. Mm-hmm. You know, and like the next increase is twelve hundred, mm-hmm. right? But Wall Street is like, no, we've studied the market. We can get fifteen hundred, mm-hmm. and so one house gets fifteen hundred. Then the other person's like, I can get fifteen hundred, mm-hmm. and then it just keeps going. Now market rent is people can't rent, right? Mm-hmm. And it's because of the corporations owning the houses. Yeah, and so like. It's good for us when we're making the money. For sure. It's bad in 20 years from now when we can't flip houses. Yeah. Like we're going to do it to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what for I mean? Sure. 100%. Um, and so that's like the longevity of what, of, of to that question. Like yeah. that's how I think of that um, is like right now, dude, I think it's horrible. And I want this hedge. Like when you ask me like, what, what am I looking forward to with like rates dropping is yeah. dude, hedge funds coming back. Yeah. yeah. Because at that point, now with me being a flipper, mm-hmm. I will be able to sell to, like, I was only able to sell to 10 funds, uh-huh. right? Dude, I could sell to 30. Yeah. I was just not buying houses. I mm-hmm. wasn't closing on them. Mm-hmm. I was selling to 10 because they were they were the only ones that would are willing to do assignments or double close. And yeah. I was slowly creeping into buying houses to sell to other funds. We uh-huh. were some of the only people doing that, not as the flipper space. Yeah. But as a wholesaler, but like no renovations, just closing no. on it and reselling. So basically, it. I'd put a house under contract, and then I'd have a fund go and inspect it. Mm-hmm. And the ones that were offering the best didn't buy from wholesalers. Mm-hmm. So we would go under contract with a forty-five day close, and inside of those forty-five days, I had to close the house, close buy it. it. No, not even double no, close not it. Double. No, because I had to season title. Yeah, mm. they weren't allowing us to sell no to double them. Closes. No double closes. So I had to close on it, season title for three weeks, mm-hmm. then sell it to them. Yeah. Um, and it was scary because I'm buying houses at retail, selling it over retail. Three weeks right? later. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. yeah. And um, so we were like at the tail end of all this, we were like going heavy with some funds that we were mm. just now starting to make relationships with. Yeah. Um, and so like that's what I'm excited about. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, we have the same like mm-hmm. challenge of like what happens when they own and, and every market will be different, right? Mm-hmm. To that to like you go to freaking um like I don't know, the middle of nowhere, like hedge funds aren't buying there. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? Like they're like hundred percent of the houses are still mom and pop owned and whatever, right? Yeah. But there's other markets where, you know, like Jacksonville, I would say a lot of the Florida markets where like Prime for like for hedge major funds. Markets. Yes, yeah. major markets where like, did you go to Jacksonville? There's a lot of houses owned by a lot of hedge mm-hmm. funds, right? Mm-hmm. And we will never see those houses again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's it. Like, I will sell a house to a hedge fund. That house is gone forever. Well, I think you gave um, an incredible amount of insight. Yeah, that today. was that was yeah, good. I really really yeah. appreciate awesome. no. you, um, you know, coming on the show, breaking down, you know, your story, your life you know, what you've learned in the process, what you've done before in the past, where you're going, your expectations for the future. Um, 
So I think, you know, a lot of people will have a lot to take away from that. And, um, you know, I look forward to, you know, doing business and Absolutely. being a friend uh, mm-hmm. for the foreseeable Hell yeah, future. Dude. So, Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for coming on. For anybody um, that's interested in potentially, you know, doing a deal with, with G, um, you know, if you want to reach out to them, how, what's, you know, what's the best way? I would say best uh, way to reach out to me is through email. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's my first name, Gonzalo, G-O-N-Z-A-L-O, at cashgeeks.com. Mm-hmm. Or you can go to cashgeeks.com and just fill out the um, forms there. Yeah. Uh, but the best f- is for me to just send it to my email. Um, again, this is all of my acquisitions, so I'm hands-on with buying houses. Yeah. You guys heard it here first. He's hands-on. He'll deal with you directly. So if you have any deals uh, in the Jacksonville, Florida area that uh, you need to get moved, uh, you know, call the man, the myth, the legend. And uh, me, you know, thanks for coming on the show. Dude, thank, thank you guys, guys for having me. Yeah, yeah. yeah I love it. Thank you guys it. for tuning in. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one.